Welcome to the Mind Mastery Podcast, where we host brilliant conversations and share empowering thoughts for incredible women. I'm your host, Nicole Herring, and I coach driven women to overcome their harsh inner critic and retrain their brain for incredible, fulfilling careers, even if she's a mom. (laughs) So if you are ready to take radical responsibility for your life and business, tap into your personal empowerment and master your mind, grab a chair. This podcast was created for you. Okay, I am officially recording. Hello, everyone on the podcast. You may have noticed that things have changed. I have gone from having the Spark series to now for 2021, brand new podcast, rebranded for uh, Mind Mastery with Nicole Herring. And the reason being is because of the work that I've been doing through 2020. So today I have a guest here and I'm super excited to introduce her to you because She is the business coach and the NLP trainer who has helped me facilitate the version of me who I am in 2021 by shifting the version of who I was in 2020. So not only is she, like I said, a business coach, she's an NLP trainer, but she is also the founder of the Mind Surgery Method, which is uh, the training in which I am going through currently to become a NLP practitioner. So without further ado, Kara Rice, Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Would you like to tell us a little bit about you and where you're from and what you do? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And it's been such a joy and an honor to be part of your journey and really see you evolve and grow into the incredible mindset coach that you are now. So, so proud of you. So thanks (laughs) for having me. (laughs) I avoided the coach badly that it became a coach without meaning to look at. Yeah. I actually remember the day you said, well, I'm not a coach. And I was like, really? (laughs) We'll just see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's not a coach. Yep. Yeah. But you actually are. So, uh, so yeah. So I actually didn't start as a coach either. Imagine that I, Um, my, I'm not going to give you like a big, long, um, autobiography here, but my background's actually in advertising. And, um, after multiple, multiple health issues, I went back to school to become a holistic nutritionist that was back in 2009. And at the time I didn't realize that going on this journey of becoming a nutritionist actually meant that I needed to become an entrepreneur. So many, many years went by dabbling and going back and forth between advertising and nutrition. Uh, Finally, in 2015, I took my business full time as a nutritionist and as a health coach and got it going. And it just naturally evolved into business coaching, business mentoring specifically for other wellness practitioners at the time. And on that journey, I discovered a thing called NLP. And it was, it was the missing piece for me because what I found was my nutrition clients, some of them would get results. They'd be able to take the plan. They'd be able to go implement it and you know follow the plan and get the results because it was science, <laughs> right? right? Like I give you the plan, you just have to do the things. So some of them would get results and then some clients would come back week after week not implementing. And it was at that point that I realized there's a missing piece there beyond just the conversational coaching. There was a piece there about the beliefs. And what I uncovered was that the clients who weren't getting results, what was really happening is that they didn't believe it was possible for them, or they had secondary gains for staying as they were. They had secondary gains or they were, you know, benefiting in some way from not creating the change, whether it be weight loss, improving their health, whatever it was. 
And so I started dabbling in NLP as early as 2015. And in 2018, I went full force, became a practitioner, went to master practitioner training. And then last year I did trainers training. And now my business has completely evolved into, um, in addition to still being a business coach, I also run an NLP certification program called the Mind Surgery Method. And it's, as you know, it's a game changer. It's a game changer to really understand what's happening at an unconscious level and to, as a coach, and this is, you know, speaking, speaking specifically to coaches and practitioners of, of any sort, if you do change work with clients, this applies to you, but if your clients aren't getting results, chances are there is a belief in the way there is an identity piece in the way there, there's emotional baggage. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do in the program is we focus on helping the client uncover who they desire to be, not even just their goals, but the version of them that they're trying to step into. Because usually our goals, are it's not even about the end result. It's about who we're trying to become. So that's really what we focus on in the program is stepping into the version of you who has already achieved the goal, the thing, has the thing, is the thing, is doing the thing, right. and understanding what are the belief systems this version of you has, and, and then we work backwards. We identify the gap. I love that. And I think that it's important to say here that, I mean, so what, what transferred from the health journey for people also transfers in the business journey. And mm-hmm. this is the part where I found it really interesting because I think when people have a health, right, their, their uh, limiting belief about their health is like, oh, I'm like, I'm just big boned or, oh, like, like whatever it is that they've experienced throughout various points in their life, that having poor health is just part of who they are, that they can't change that. And so there's some limitation or some belief that they had from childhood or some, something along the way that they just decided like, that's just true. And this part Mm -hmm. of who they are. So that's how they create the identity of the unhealthy version of themselves. And then when you go in and you release those beliefs, it's like magic that health journeys can change. Uh, Yes, you have to do the work. You still have to like eat the better food and like get the exercise and take the actual actions. But a lot of times I think that people have an emotional baggage that would keep them unhealthy, even though they were taking positive action because they would slide back into self-sabotage and, you know, doing things like that. And so what I think is really interesting is how this applies to everything in life. And this is what I found even in my own journey, which is why I hired you as my business coach is because I was like, okay, I know that there's something going on here, that there's a reason why I believe that, you know, it's not working for my business, that it works for other people, but not me. You know, what is all this back and forth that I'm doing with myself, self-sabotaging, yada, yada, yada. And so we, you, we did some NLP magic, right? Like you did um, the MER sessions and I uncovered some beliefs, which I'm going to share in another episode. <laughs> like It's still a little, well, I don't know if raw is the right word, but I still feel a little vulnerable about what I have uncovered. Um, but I remember just like the shock where I just like, my eyes got all big and I looked at you and I'm like, did I just say that? Like, is that really true? Do I think, well, I'll just say it right here. I was like, do I really honestly believe that only narcissistic people like themselves? Like I'm like battling, Mm -hmm. taking good care (laughs) of myself and loving myself throughout my business journey. Because if I love myself, I'm a narcissist and I'm like avoiding narcissism. So I love how NLP, it actually is for every aspect of life and in business. Um, and I love how you've blended the, them both. 
And I do want you to talk a little bit more about what it means. Cause I, in, in my business, um, the way I talk about it, I talk more about it as a self-concept and you use the word identity, which I think self-concept mm -hmm. and identity are interchangeable. Um, but what's the difference between the, the identity of who you are versus the willpower? Talk to us about what that means in what willpower is and how it doesn't really help you versus the identity piece that we're, what we think we need is willpower, but what we really need is identity. And what are we chasing after there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember that session so clearly, and you can see how that belief, that belief that you weren't even really consciously aware of, this was just running behind the scenes, our unconscious mind is running 95 to 99% of our day. So if that is the belief that's behind the scenes that we're not even aware of, that has impacted all of your actions until you uncovered this belief and cleared it, right? So um, super powerful to become aware and, and do the work to clear it. But coming back to this willpower piece, especially it's super timely because we're recording this on New Year's Eve. Yep. This is the, the, the day of the year that everybody sets their goals for the next year and they, you know, create their resolutions and just plan on waking up tomorrow as a brand new person. That's and, <laughs> and lo and behold, year after year, we wake up on New Year's Day and discover that, oh, wait, we're still the same person. <laughs> and all the things that I said I was going to do today, starting today, still feel really hard. And it feels like there's a disconnect. And we rely on willpower. And there's you know, some people will wake up New Year's Day and maybe not have set goals. Some people will wake up New Year's Day and have set goals and realize that, oh, wow, I've got a lot of work ahead of me and, you know, have a little more grounded approach about it and will understand that it's going to take time to implement and do the things. And then some people will go full force and try to activate their willpower and go full force and literally try to tackle every single thing on their list straight away. And here's the thing about willpower is it works in a pinch. Willpower works in a pinch when you need it in an emergency situation. It's a great thing to have um, and utilize in a pinch. But what happens is if we approach our goals and let's just say like bigger picture goals here, like a year goal, like we have a theme for the year, we've got a, you know, a goal for 2021 and if we're trying to approach our goals purely out of willpower and willpower being like a very conscious thing, right? Of like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going for it. This is the thing I'm getting up. I'm doing, I'm doing my workout. I'm doing the green juice. I'm doing, I'm taking all my vitamins. I'm, you know, checking 80 things off my list. I'm doing the 5am club. I'm, you know, like crushing my goals. And you like, yeah, you could maybe do that for a couple of days from willpower. But if you keep forcing it from that place, just from a conscious place of I'm doing it, 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 it's it's a recipe for burnout. Right. And I think that's why a lot of people burn out and they don't reach their goals is because they're trying to approach it from a place of, of willpower and purely from that conscious place is I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. So the reason I like to speak about identity is that when we approach it from a place of who is the version of me who has already achieved this goal? What does this version of me believe? 
what does this version of me feel? What does this version of me think? What does this version of me do? Mm-hmm. And we work backwards yep. and not try to become this next version of ourselves overnight because a date on the calendar changes and it's a new year, but approach it from a place of curiosity of, oh, if this version of me has already achieved the thing, is doing the thing, has become the thing, in another realm, this already exists. Like I believe this already exists in another realm. So if we can tap into that, and I like to, with as you know, Nicole, with with um, within the program, we do this visualization where you actually step into this version of you and feel the feelings. The magic part here is that you feel the feelings of already being this version of you. And what happens when you do that is you get answers to the how and you get surprise answers and it helps you identify the gaps of how do you go from where you are now to where you want to be without that frantic, like, I got to do the thing. I got to crush the goal. I got to do the thing. It's a little more, and you might be able to speak to like how it feels when you do this. But for me, it's very much like, ah, it's like a, it's a sigh of relief of like, oh, oh, I don't have to do it all at once. What I really need to do is day by day, step into the feelings of the version of me who's already achieved the thing and identify the beliefs in the way that are blocking it, right? So we can, as we're imagining the version of ourselves, let's say it's like the version of you, December 31st, 2021, and you've had your six-figure year, your multiple six-figure year, you've lost 20 pounds, like whatever your goal is, right? And you step into that version of you and you think, and you feel the feelings of like, I've did, oh my God, I did it. I'm here, I did it. At that moment, you can start to identify like the beliefs that are in the way. You can identify the gap. You can identify the surprise ways in which you you got there that may not be obvious now in present day as current you from that place of like hustling willpower and like right. creating your like, your intricate plan strategy of how you're going to get there, which never works, Mm -hmm. by the way. Right. When you step into this version of you, you can identify the gap. And that's what this identity piece is really about. It's identifying the gap. And it doesn't have to be the year. It could be a month. It could be like three, whatever feels good to you, but just it's New Year's Eve. So we'll talk in years. And what I recommend is identifying the gap and without judgment. Okay. It's always, it's always a moving target because as you get to December 31st, 2021, you're going to be working on the version of you for the following year or six months later. Right. So it's a moving target. So it's not this like end result. It's a moving target. And that helps me in knowing that it's not like, it's not an end result. It's never an end result. All there is, is now we step into now with the feelings of the next level us, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. And kind of live in two realms at the same time. When you do that, there's this reassurance. And I don't know, it's really calming for me because I'm like, oh, that's what it feels like. And then I focus each day on feeling those feelings. And sometimes I can only hold it for, I don't know, five minutes. Sometimes I can hold it through the whole day. It just depends on what's happening in my world. Right. And I promise you, when you step into this version of you and you identify the gap, 
on a daily basis, as you go along, you become aware of the beliefs. You become aware of that lingering, you know, thought when things are starting to go well and right, you know, kind of right behind your head, you can hear, you're not worthy. You're right. not good enough. Right. This is Who just a flu. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you can approach it instead of getting frustrated with that and, um, you know, beating yourself up about it and just flipping back over to willpower again. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. You know, do it. You can approach it like, Ooh, isn't that interesting? Approach it with curiosity. Oh, isn't that interesting that that thought's there? Let's mm -hmm. explore this. That's interesting. Well, and there's two things that come to mind and I just had to write a little note because I always forget the two things. So I'm like, what are the two things I wanted to mention? But two things I wanted to mention is one is, is that exactly what you're saying about accessing the feeling. This is one of, one of my clients I had coached was coaching her and she said, uh, you know, she was like, I've got all these affirmations. I'm working on my affirmations. And I was like, affirmations are bullshit. And she was like, wait, what? Everyone says <laughs> affirmations are great. And I'm like, to me, creating an affirmation or writing an affirmation or saying it or whatever it is that you do is really no difference than making a grocery list. It's just something you're putting down on paper or something you don't want to forget. That's great. But unless you're actually going to the store and picking up the thing from the grocery store and then taking it home, like the list does you no good. It, you, you have to create that the reality of that thing on the list being in your life. So the same is true for creating emotions with the affirmation. So if you say like, I um, you know, like I'm feeling successful, right? You have to like close your eyes and either recall a memory in which you actually did create success and re-feel that feeling in your body to feel the emotion of being successful in the moment mm -hmm. or it does you no good. And so that's what I really love about the visualization. That's the second part about this is, is that when, I, when you did the visualization with me for the first time, I was envisioning, uh, obviously everyone should, knows that I wanted to go into brand photography at the beginning of 2020, but then of course COVID, everything changed. And, but I, my vision was, um, you know, doing a brand shoot with a couple of women in France and, you know, taking the trip of our dreams and being in France and planning out these shoots. And so you're like, okay, I want you to imagine you being in France and you're at this hotel and Airbnb. And I had already done some legwork to see where I wanted to stay and what type of place I wanted to book. So I could, I could literally put myself in that room and be there and think about the gratitude and the excitement and whatever of like women were showing up, they were coming to this retreat and how powerful it was. And then you were asking me like, do you smell anything? And I was like, I smell the sea. <laughs> it was like the South of France. And then you're like, you know, like, do you feel anything? And I was like, there's a breeze in the window. You know, you're like, it was like this whole thing. So we went through this whole process and I just started crying. And so it was like the immense level of gratitude to the point of tears. That was when their visualization felt real to me. So this is why I say affirmations, visualization, even like the willpower, right? Like deciding that you're an organized person until you can create the feelings and take the actions from the place of feeling like I am an organized person. The identity of just like forcing yourself to take organizational actions every day. That's my big thing for this year is organization. And so like, but until I just decide, no, I'm, I'm like creative people can be organized. Like that's just an identity that creatives are, are a hot mess. And like, I've been living into this creative identity, but I could be an organized creative who creates 
you know, timely, whatever it is that I need, right? It's the identity piece that I was like, oh, and it's proving myself that I am an organized person by feeling organized before I take the action. Cause otherwise that's a willpower as opposed yeah. to a change in my identity. So I just wanted to really yeah. point that out that like the visualizations and it, what I call it is the Merlin method. I don't know if you've ever heard of it that way, but no. it's about 15, gosh, now I'm like dating myself. It's like 15 or 18 years ago, I went to a personal development seminar that was like for a whole weekend. And, um, and they introduced the Merlin method. And so if you've ever seen the sword and the stone and there's King Arthur and they've got the scrawny kid who, you know, can't seem to do anything right. And he's off in the woods looking for this arrow that got shot and it got stuck in a tree. And so he finds it and he's like trying to pull it out of the tree. And in the process, he falls through the roof of this wizard's house. And the wizard's like, oh, you're right on time. And he's like, I'm lost. I didn't even know I was supposed to be here. How could I possibly be on time? He's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm Merlin and I work from the future backwards. And so it's like, you ah, set something. how have I not seen this? <laughs> right, I, right. Cause that's exactly what I teach you is to work yeah. backwards. Yeah. Ask your future self how you got there. Yeah. And so yeah. you set it in time and space, like say you like create the weekends that you're going to France and then you decide that this is what's going to happen. And then you see it in your mind. And then from that place, you work backwards to the to, to current time in creating specific monthly milestones, weekly milestones, daily milestones, or whatever you have to do to get where you're going in the future. But it's like, you know, working backwards. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been, I t teach it in my, to my clients as the Merlin method. I got it from other, some other seminar who basically stole it from a Disney movie. So <laughs> there's really no new ideas anymore. We're all just repackaging yeah. the well, same concepts. In different I clearly ways have sometimes. to watch that. That's amazing. And, and that's exactly it. And I think that's the difference when you, if you haven't yet stepped into your future self, you, you're probably creating a set of action steps that aren't actually going to help you get there because mm. you're going to be creating it from a conscious place. You're going to be taking those action steps based on what you consciously think you're supposed to do based on outside influences. Like you're supposed to do it this way. You're supposed to do it that way. Whereas when you can step into your future self and ask yourself, how did I do it? How did I get there? And you can see it. You can see like, you know, there's going to be surprises along the way. And, you know, what if you try this? What if you try this? And I do that on a daily basis of like, what, how did I get there? I just keep looking at it. Like there's two realms there's, and I mean, there's more than two realms. There's like multiple <laughs> different, you know, but on a daily basis, I'm living in now, very present in now, very aware of now with the feelings of like, not all day long, like admittedly, I can't hold it all day long. Right. But like, you know, most of the day, I'm trying to like hold the feelings of future me. So I'm living in these two realms at the same time, very present and now, but with the feelings of future me. And I always ask future me, like, how did I get there? And I follow that path and it, and it changes. Right. And I really coming back to goal setting. I really believe in having a goal, having a concrete goal, because that's going to provide you direction where a lot of people kind of get tripped up is they're attached to the outcome number one and they're attached to the path that they set they think about it very you know as a linear path it's like these are the 15 or 115 or however many steps I need to get there and it has to happen in this order mm -hmm. and it never works that way so I recommend creating a path creating a goal having a plan and you know how I feel about the word um um 
viable plan, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. For, over a realistic plan, right? You don't necessarily want a realistic plan, right? Right. We want a vi viable plan, right? Could happen, but we don't need to be realistic because magic can happen. Um, but having a plan to keep you focused, but leaving room for magic, leaving room for inspired action, leaving room for like the inspired downloads you get from your future self. Like, right. no, actually, what if you do it this way? Right. And that just feels so much better to me. And I think that's the, that's also the missing piece in the manifesting world is we're told, you know, you just, you know, visualize it and it will come. No, you actually have to take some action right. <laughs> as right. well. You actually have to take the action. And this is what I love about NLP is that we, we can essentially program our unconscious mind to help us take the actions right. that we desire to take in order to achieve the goal. So in the mind surgery method, as you know, we teach it in a way where you are first stepping into the version of you who identifying the gap, we clear the limiting beliefs that are in the way, we clear the emotional baggage that is in the way, we, we merge any parts of us that have become disconnected that we need to merge into the wholeness inside so that we can be in alignment and not have this internal struggle as we move towards our goals. And then from there, then we create the plan. Then we create the plan. We reassess the goal. Then we create the plan and identify the habits and behaviors that we need to modify in order to achieve the goal. Okay. So right. it's one thing to have the goal. It's another thing to believe you can achieve the goal. And it's another thing to actually do the things in order to achieve the goal. So it's all those three things. Yeah. Well, and even mm -hmm. still, it's like for one of the things that you had talked about um, when you were business coaching me, you're like, okay, what's your, what's your schedule? Like, what's a fully booked creative at the time? I was like, I'm a photographer. I have to go back into branding strategy. Like, um, I'm a copy coach, like all the different things that I have been even in 2020, but it was like, okay, create your schedule. Now block off your time for when you're working with clients and you know, then, then be, be there, right. <laughs> be mm -hmm. available at your computer. Even if your client hasn't come yet, because if you're not living your life into the reality that these are when you have clients, the clients are never going to show up. And so even, even in that aspect of setting the schedule, just knowing like, okay, well, these are the three hours a day that I work with clients on these days of the week. And I've got secured, you know, daycare for my kids and planned all the things. And then told my husband, like, this is when I'm working. This is when I'm unavailable. And it was like, within, it was like magic. Mm -hmm. A client appeared and was like, I would really like to work with you. And I was like, good news. I have, I have a couple of spots available, right? I was like living it and I'm like, holy shit, this worked. Yeah. <laughs> it really worked. And so, and I did the same with, you know, photography business. And it was like, what would it feel like to have, you know, go on a retreat and photograph clients. And, and then I, I made a post. I'm like, Hey, I have a brand photographer, like announced it very meekly to the world, but then it, it just like, Hey, would you be willing to come to Costa Rica? So I think that a lot of times we think that we like, I've, totally guilty of doing all this action work to get ready to do things, everything, but thinking that I am already that person. <laughs> right? Exactly. And that's where so. we get tripped up. And that's, that's the piece about willpower is a lot of times we set the goal, you know, we set the goal, we create the, the action plan. Maybe someone has handed us a plan because it worked for them. Um, and we're following some sort of you know, step-by-step -step, paint by number situation, but we don't believe it's possible. We don't believe it's, don't truly believe it's possible. We've got limiting beliefs in the way. And so all that work, like you're 
hustling day in and day out following a game plan that you don't actually believe is going to work for you. Right. Right. When it comes down to it, or you don't believe, or you don't feel worthy or, you know, you might not even be consciously aware of what's coming up for you, but if you're following action steps and not getting results, chances are there's some beliefs in the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or the way in which you're doing things is out of in alignment with mm -hmm. the way you like to work. Right. Like that's a big piece as well, which is why I think it's so important to ask the next version of you. How did you like, how did I do it? I want to know how I did it. How did I get there? Not how right. someone else got there. I want to know how future me got there. Right. That's the plan that's going to work for me. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I think that that self-trust is one of the biggest pieces that mm -hmm. I, I lacked in the beginning because the fact that I didn't want to run businesses the way everyone else was kept me from even believing that I knew what was right for me. Like I wasn't even tapping into self-trust to say, like asking myself, like, actually, what if you did know everything that you already need to know? And if you were that version of you already, like, what would you do? And, but I just, I didn't have that self-trust at the beginning. And, and I think part of that is because I think there's some identity pieces that people lack. You, you touched on it in the very beginning, which I think is, is really telling is that people want to become a nutritionist, but what they don't know is that being a nutritionist means they're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And the problem that I think a lot of people have is that when they decide they want to start a business, they still show up like an employee. They don't think mm -hmm. like the visionary. They don't think like even a manager, like they're not managing themselves as the employee, plus being the visionary who creates the path. They're so used to showing up and doing the job that's in front of them that they go around asking business coaches like you, okay, tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> tell me the action steps. Like I'm really good at doing what I'm told. And that's the part about being an entrepreneur, the identity piece that I think so many people, for me personally, and a lot of the women that I have seen over the years, they really don't know how to identify themselves as an entrepreneur and being the one who makes the decisions about what they do and then doing the action and believing that it's the right choice in the moment. And then if it doesn't work out saying like, oh, what did I learn? and then moving the F on. It just like ends up being this place where they just think everyone else has the answer. They don't trust themselves and they spin taking actions based on what other people are doing and it doesn't really work because it's not aligned. And so, yeah, 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 no, exactly. And I have seen this time and time again where clients of mine are just, you know, other coaches in, in my network, they'll spend months and months circling circling over the same things around and around they'll like hire different coaches they'll follow different plans go into new programs looking for the magic thing mm -hmm. and then when they finally just close their damn eyes mm -hmm. for five minutes and imagine themselves doing the thing they desire to do the answers come it takes five minutes yeah literally takes five minutes and people are so are so afraid to close their eyes and just give themselves permissions to see this version of themselves who's already done it yeah right and a big part of that is the beliefs that are in the way a big part of that is there's fear there fear of like what am i going to see mm -hmm. what am i going to yeah. see but it's like it takes five minutes yeah. and yet to avoid those uncomfortable initial five minutes, because once you do it one time, you're like, wow, I want to do this every day. Like, this is amazing yeah. multiple times a day, but to avoid that discomfort, people will go around in circles for months and months and months and spend a ton of money looking for the cookie cutter plan. Okay. When like that's my 2019, right? Yeah. Like it's literally like, already yeah. in your head. It's there yeah. waiting for you. Yeah. 
So, and I even have one of my early, one of my earliest coaching clients that I had worked with. I mean, she was just feeling so overwhelmed and I can, I get that. I have three kids and COVID was crazy. And I have um, been working through overcoming anxiety for the last few years, but she just was like, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, actually, you do know what to do. I was like, close your eyes. And I literally coached with this. I was like, put your hand on your chest. And I want you to take some deep breaths and you just say, there is an answer to this problem. And what is the answer? What would you do best? What's the next best thing for you to do? You know what to do. And so she then like took a minute. She gave herself room to think without judging herself and made a decision. And then I said, okay, now go take that action like right now. And she did. And she got a new client the same day. And it was like, this actually yeah. works. And then of course, then I have to be like, okay, Nicole, now take your own damn advice and close your eyes and ask yourself, what's your next best step? So even as a coach, it's like one of those things that even, um, even with all the work and all the time that I have invested in, in understanding this and seeing it from the coach's perspective, I can, t- I too get in, in the pool and get stuck in the muck and forget to do this for myself. And that is the point of NLP work. I feel like mm-hmm. is to be able to get rid of the trigger or the unconscious part of why you're having this habit and why you do this all the time, because it's like consciously, I know not to do this, but until I did the NLP work to uncover the unconscious belief that kept making me do this, right. Making me Mm -hmm. be this way and letting go of that. I felt like it was like constantly willpower fighting myself with myself to free myself from myself. It sounds so silly to say it that way, but it's like, that's the unconscious work that once you let it go, then it's not like working uphill all the time. Exactly. Exactly. And like, really think about it from this perspective is, I mean, it's anywhere from 95 to 99%. And I said this at the beginning of our, our day is run by our unconscious mind. Yeah. That's a huge chunk. So even if it was 95, let's say, you know, our conscious mind is, you know, in charge of 5%. Most of us go through our days relying on our conscious mind all day. You're only leveraging, only leveraging 5% of your mind, right? Right. So it's so, so important to learn how to communicate with your unconscious mind so that you can release the beliefs. You can release the the baggage. You can get out of your own. It's really what it is. It's getting out of your own way. Yeah. Yeah. To go do the things. Right. And of course we need, we all need coaches. We all need coaches to stay accountable to, for someone to call us out on our shit, to like, mm-hmm. to ask the questions. Right. We need, that's our, actually as coaches, for those of us who are coaches, that's our job. We ask questions, yeah. we ask questions and we need that as coaches. We also need coaches to ask us the questions. Yeah. Totally. Right. But no, no one can hand us the cookie cutter plan, mm-hmm. no matter what industry you work in, like the, you know, of course, mainly talking to coaches, but no one can hand us, you know, as an entrepreneur, let's just say no one can right. hand us the plan that's going to ex- perfectly work for us. Only we can hand ourselves the plan. What we need, of course, is accountability and guidance mm-hmm. and community and yeah. someone to hold the container for us. Right. But the, pl- the plan comes from future, future us. Totally. Yep. 
I love it. Well, I think I could talk about this all day. Which yeah. actually I do, right? Like this is yeah. what I do. Um, talk to people about their own conscious minds and um and and even with coaching with as an NLP, it's like part of what I wanted to learn in the process of becoming an NLP coach um and having, you know, going through your certification process was for what I got out of it, honestly. I mean, right? Like I just like, why am I fighting with myself all the time? How do I fix that? Yes, we did some sessions together. I've been working with you for almost a year. But it was still kind of like, to me, I'm very interested in like the method behind it, which is why mm -hmm. I love um, the mind surgery method, because not only is it the NLP processes, but the, the container in which you've created for the mind surgery method really works for me because I love being community. Mm -hmm. uh, I love being alongside of other entrepreneurs who have great ideas and are making an impact and are not, you know, like, you know, not um, just feeling, I mean, they get stuck, but we know how to ask ourselves the right questions. And then we have each other to write, ask more better questions and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know you've got a Facebook group. So I want you to talk a little bit about faith, Facebook group. Um, I wanted to mention a little, I would, I would love for you to tell everyone a little bit about the mind surgery method, as far as the, the, um, I guess it's a program that you're teaching and facilitating for four trainers or I'm sorry, four coaches who want to incorporate NLP tools into their um, practice. I mean, you could take it wherever you want, but I just want yeah. to talk a little bit about that part. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the mind surgery method is a four month certification. And the reason I, I, here's the thing about certifications is it's not a certification for the purpose of you know, ticking things off a list and having another certificate on your wall. Right. Okay? Yeah. It's not about that. No. I mean, you get some pretty certificates. We've just designed them. They're gorgeous. But the whole point of it being a certification is that you are more likely to actually dive deep into the work and practice it and really immerse yourself in it and embody it. Right. That's why I run it as a certification. So it's a, a four-month. Yeah. I, I just want to say that for those of you who are listening the get the certification part wasn't really a, a trigger for me. Like I was like, I don't really need the certification. I don't I'm not compelled to have certification for the sake of certification. But when you said, and that you'll have a certificate of completion, I like almost started crying and I was like, I got to complete it. I just got to get it all the way done because you know, that was the thing that it was like this accountability piece that a lot mm -hmm. of people think courses are going to give them, um, the certification that they need that makes them have a specific qualification, but it's not for shit if you don't finish it, which a lot exactly. of people don't finish courses, which is why the accountability piece was, was yeah. really important to me. Um, and then of course the certificate of completion, not so much of the, you're a certified coach, but it was like, you completed a program. And I was like, okay, I need this in my life. Yeah. And, <laughs> so. and the, yeah, so I've made it a certification for that accountability piece and also so that you feel really confident in using the tools, right? Yeah. So there, there are other certifications out there where it's just, you know, tick things off a list and, you know, you get the theory of it and, and whatever you get a certificate to hang on your wall, but you don't actually know how to use the tools. So um, what we do in this program, it's a four month immersion, essentially. It's a four month immersion. It's an NLP practitioner certification. We also cover mental emotional release, which is an advanced level tool that's typically only taught as a, at a master practitioner level. But I've incorporated that into the mind surgery method, which is my own 10 step, 10 step process, which integrates the two, the NLP and the MER. And uh, so it's a four month immersion. 
And the, the magical thing about this is that it also includes this mastermind component, which I think is so, so powerful because you are on a journey with a small intimate group. We've got a group of 10 currently, and then I'm now opening um, a, a second group, which is actually the, the third group to run simultaneously. So this, this mastermind piece is so huge because not only do you get to practice the techniques together, but it's you're learning how to implement the tools into your business. And I would say the majority of the students I've had through the program, I've had 17 so far, um, I would say 15 out of the 17 have been experienced coaches anywhere from like one to five years. So what we're doing here is we're actually learning how to integrate these tools into your business. And at the same time, practicing with each other and applying it to your own life. So you're having your own breakthroughs along the way. Cause I truly believe that you can only take a client as far as you've gone yourself. Yeah. So it's one thing to learn the tools and it's another to actually use them yourself and integrate it into your own life. So I've, yeah. this is why I call it, it's like a full on immersion and that's why it's four months. And so, yeah, so that's what it is. It's a four month, I would say certification plus mastermind for experienced coaches, anywhere from, I would say, you know, one to five plus years. It could be a little bit. Even little creatives bit. who aren't coaches. Yeah, apparently. well, you've been, a, you've been a coach I know. <laughs> for a while. Um, but yeah, that's who it's for. It's not a learn how to become a coach program. It's a learn yeah. how to become a more powerful coach program. That's what yeah. it's about. Yeah. And in addition to that, I have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group called Six Figure Mindset Coaches. And next week, actually, I'm hosting a three day workshop. It's totally free. It's called Rewired. And we're going to be diving into these concepts, including how to step into this, the version, I call it the version of you who, right? Yeah in quotations, the version of you who mm -hmm. has achieved the thing, become the thing, is doing the thing. And in that, we'll be talking about how you actually do this visualization. I'll be taking the group through a guided visualization so that you can actually step into this. So you can and, cry like a baby. Yeah, <laughs> so you can cry and get all your insights. It's going to feel really good. And, um, and then we're going to be identifying the gap. So that's what I was talking about. That's where the magic happens, is where you identify the gap without judgment, the version of you who has achieved the thing and where you are now yeah. and what's in the way, what's yeah. in the, what's in the way. And then how to on a, you know, on a day by day, not overnight, but on a day by day basis, how do you progress towards this version of you who, and how do you get the, the beliefs out of the way, the emotions out of the way. I'll be touching on some of the tools that we cover in the certification. And then on day three, we will be talking about what I call containers of transformation. Mm -hmm. And I just feel this is so, so powerful for, um, for coaches specifically, although if you're a creative entrepreneur, this may also apply to you, but really what this is about is how you can create powerful containers for your clients in which you can facilitate a transformation. That's what coaching is about. It's about being a facilitator of transformation. I think the coaching industry specifically has become a little more about how to become an influencer <laughs> in recent years. And my mission is to bring it back to how can we become powerful facilitators of transformation? How can we ask the right questions? How can we hold the space? How can we guide our clients to do this this work that is so needed to actually get out of their own way so that they can follow the plan that you give them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So these containers of transformation, they look different for everybody. Again, I don't give any kind of like cookie cutter, <laughs> cookie cutter situation, 
but it's how can you structure your container so that you are doing this belief work with your clients, whether you have the NLP tools or not, in some way, whatever modalities you use, there's a way to structure your containers, whether it's, you know, a one day intensive, a six week program, a six month program, a year long, whatever it is for you, how can you structure your containers so that you're not, you're not skipping over this important work of helping your client create this next level identity and identify the gaps. Yep. I think where a lot of coaches go, not necessarily wrong, but where they may run into some obstacles is that they dive right in and give the client the plan, right? Mm-hmm. Like I used to do with the nutrition plans. I'd be like, okay, I, you know, here's what's happening. Here's your meal plan. Here's what you got to do. Okay. Report in next week. And then they didn't get results. Right. So there's that identity work that needs to happen up front. Yeah. No, and I love that. And I think that that's actually, it's one of the things that I'm really working on for even my clients in 2021 is for a lot of times, especially being as the creative, people have hired me for my creative ideas and for like, help me with the strategy, help me with what to do, what's the plan. And I would give that to give it to them. (laughs) And, um, and as a coach, I had to step out of that. It's, it's, there is a moment for mentoring and helping them see what they can't see. I like to don't like to make people feel like they are struggling to get there. And I'm just sitting here knowing the answer. And I'm like, I can see what the problem is and not helping them along the way. But I have to step into that in my own of creating that container. And I really have found that even with my practice that a six month container really works really well because I feel like the first three months, we just were really working on how to self-evaluate, how to look at things mm-hmm. from a new perspective, the value of different perspectives. And then the next three months, like implementing, looking through new perspectives, right? So it's like mm-hmm. information is worth nothing until you, unless you're implementing what you learn. And so, um, so it is both. And, yeah. um, and so I like that you, I like how you're talking about the container for transformation because even going from strategist to coach, I find myself giving all kinds of feedback. My best friend's like, you're the best. I don't have to get any coaching because you're my best friend and you just tell me everything. And I was like, okay, but you know what? Coaching is teaching you how to think and get to the answers that I give you. I was like, I won't, you know, like you get all my thoughts for free. That's true. I would be teaching you how to get to your own thoughts (laughs) for yourself. Like that's the difference. You don't have to call me for advice. You get to have your own, right? That's part of coaching. So, and I think it's for most of us in the, in the coaching space, it is a combination, right? Like, you know, with me, it's, you know, in my, in my coaching containers outside of the certification, even it's, yeah, we do the, the belief work up front and there's also a plan, but it's co-created. It's co-created yeah. with the client, right? Like what feels mm-hmm. good for them. And I'm there for, for guidance and strategy based on what I've been through in my business. And I can, you know, I can guide you guys yeah. like based on what I've done and like, Oh, I tried it that way. It ran into this obstacle. And of course there's actual advice that I give. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the piece of really holding space for your client of letting them access their own answers when appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's always a combination. Well, and I think that the most important part that I love about coaching for me, the, the transformation that I've experienced and the thing that I love was that, you know, I was like, okay, Kara, I want to talk about this offer that I'm doing. And I basically created my offer and went through my process and talked about what I was doing. And we just did this two days ago. And then you were like, okay, so what's your plan? And I was like, well, here's what I'm going to do. And you're like, 
that's not your plan. Here's a better plan. I'm like, that is a better plan. Okay, I'll do that. But I didn't come without having done the work myself about what I was trying to create. And I feel like that's part of the, of the issue that I had in 2019 was I kept thinking like, okay, give me the plan. Everyone give me a plan. Tell me what to do it. I'll do it. And now it's like, oh, now I have the mindset of an entrepreneur and I see myself as knowing what I need to know so I can create my plan. And then I can get feedback from mentors and coaches who can say that's a great plan or that won't work or whatever or try it and see then yeah. let's evaluate you know so or um, what about this having, have you thought about this yeah exactly yeah. so it's the creating the plan first um and then coming to the to the table with ideas instead of just waiting to get spoon fed yeah success the secret to success tell me more you yeah. know just tell me what i need to know and i'll do it it doesn't turn out doesn't work that way so Okay. Well, goodness. Okay. This is, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for being on here today. Um, I will tell us the name of your group again and where to find you. Um, yeah. So the, the Facebook group is called six figure mindset coaches, six spelt like S I X Okay. mindset coaches. And the rewired workshop is running January 5th to the 7th, 2 PM Eastern. Although you can catch the replays in the group. And also the the mind surgery method, we're opening the next round. Um, Orientation will start January 11th. And yeah. Awesome. I will be sure to drop links to her group. Yeah, I'm gonna put your links in the group so people can just click the link and come on over. Um, And I would just really encourage you. Yeah, like if you're interested, if you are a coach um, or you would like to become a coach or whatever, this isn't, you know, this, this is an amazing process, uh, more so not just for what you can offer your clients, but what you can get for yourself. Um, and I really just think that all coaches need to have specific tool belts or tools under their belts or whatever. And this is one of them. Um, and then I think the last thing, well, and this is just a side note, the creative in me wanted to make sure I mentioned this. I love the, your rewired workshop, uh, logo thing that you've got for that training because it's like, there's like, obviously gaps in the word and nobody's commented on that. I'm like, did anyone see it? I totally noticed. And I was like, Ooh, the visualization, like, I love this. Yeah. So, uh, but you know what creative people notice those things, like as if everything that we do in business is intentional or there's intentionality behind it. And so I'm like, Oh, she did a good job on branding that. That's awesome. My designer found it's an actual font. Yeah. 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 And she sent it to me. But to have decided like to have gone through the work to be like, okay, how do we demonstrate the gaps of being on like a rewiring and what are we doing? Yeah. That was great. So I love the intention. Give your designer some props and tell her the another creative totally solid and red, red between the lines. Mm -hmm. So thanks so much everyone for popping in and listening. We are going to this is the first of a 12 episode series. Uh, that will be going on through January, talking about all the things that um, I find really interesting and all the women who I find really powerful. So enjoy uh, the rest of the episodes. Keep coming back. Go join Kara's group. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Head on over to NicoleHerring.com for more info on how you too can retrain your brain for brilliant thinking. There you'll find my thoughts and my story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all in there. 
Plus, you'll find links for Instagram, Facebook, and access to your free copy of my book, Emerge from the Fog. It's also available on Amazon, so go check it out. <laughs> In the meantime, take a nap, take a walk, or have a dance party, because the truth is retraining your brain starts with better self-care. So if you are ready to enjoy the best that life has to offer, you have to start enjoying time with you. Until the next episode, I leave you with one question. How are you going to be brilliant today?